Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this June 27th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and most of the time off to my left is Jean Victoria Norlock, but we're having a little internet fun. We may have to call her on her landline because she keeps winking in and out. Um, and uh, uh, we were just talking a moment ago. She said she was convinced that there were aliens in the area that uh, uh, mess with her phone connection, and um, uh, so I, I, I suppose I'll give it just a second to see if it'll come through, um, and and then we'll try her back on our phone, but I know we were going to banter on about the uh, current events, much like we did yesterday, because we had big current event day yesterday, and uh, yes to left, Jean Victoria Norlock. Yes? Yes, 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 uh-huh. I am. You're last. Yes, well, because we, we're well past... <laughs> We're well past where I said usually Ooh. to my left is Jean, but not so much just now. Um, uh, yeah, do you have no idea what it sounded like on this end. I, I've shut everything down except for just the, the Skype for now. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, everybody else in the house gets warned off the Internet long before, you know, so we don't know what is going on sometimes with the Internet up there, but, you know. You know what? It's not just the internet lately; it's the phone too. So I'm starting to think the energetics up here are jacking with my with my technology, um, which what, is not surprising. Considering you do have I like quartz crystal that just like you try to get in the ground; it's like everywhere. Right? Yeah, I live I live on a mountain that's pretty much made up of quartz. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, <laughs> It might have something to do with it. I don't know. Occasionally, aliens use it as a satellite dish to phone home, I, and it interferes with I'm our radio show. I'm convinced that they come down every once in a while and jack with my communications. <laughs> just just because they can. And, um, yeah. Because, totally. you know, everybody says... I would, uh, if I could. Advanced civilizations, they wouldn't do any. Oh, you're kidding? They love oh, to play jokes. But, you uh, got to do something to pass the time. Yeah. Because watching TV is, you know, horrifying. Uh, I mean, boring. <laughs> um, I'd say horrifying, but it's, you know, it's getting so much better. I was just about to dive right into current events, you know. And go for it, man. I can't even access the current events right now. I'll just discuss them with you. Cause... You don't want to, you know, open any web pages just in case. Ooh, no, no, and, no, um, no, not an option. We, You never know. We could both be in that once I get to uh, – because that's another one to event for everybody. This is the last – broadcast from the 
original Houston studios of Everyday Connection. Uh, our very next episode, I will be in the jungle of Costa Rica, southern Costa Rica. Okay. So this is it from here. Wow. And uh, yeah, wow. Uh, you know, it's really it's really funny. You and my husband both fly out on the same day. Ah. Both the men in your life. You fly to Costa Rica, and yeah, and and he flies to France the same day. That you're flying yeah. to Costa Rica. Yeah. Well, what can I say? I uh, we were talking we were talking earlier. It's uh, about the temperature here. It's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit and um, like 41 Celsius. So I'm probably one of the few people that can actually say that I'm going down to Costa Rica so I can cool off. You know, looking for the cooler weather, you know. Everybody says, oh, yeah, because it's nice and warm down there. And I go, yeah, but it, at least right now it's cooler. Thank you. Help. <laughs> we'll see how you're faring when rainy season's over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But by then it'll be speaking of November. Speaking of rainy season. You're having rainy? Rainy season. No, I was thinking, you know, the governments around the world are having rainy season right now. Yeah, it's, it's raining on their heads. It's just a deluge of, of, of human standing on their truthedness. <laughs> I actually posted fun. one of these current events onto my timeline with, um, you know, the statement of, well, can't hold that over their heads anymore. I think the old guard is probably wondering just what the hell happened and who woke the people up. Um, but that that would be the Ecuadorians. Um, you know, they're they're... Considering they have made no decision, and I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but they are considering uh, providing political asylum to Mr. Edward Snowden, the uh, young fellow that has exposed the depth and breadth of the NSA. Uh, and we've we've talked I, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Shenanigans. shenanigans. Uh, and I just bet money. That this, somebody in the State Department is, has called counterpart in Ecuador and said, you know, by the way, your favored nation trade status is up for renewal here in a few months. And, you know, if you don't give us Snowden, maybe we won't renew you. So almost immediately, the um, Ecuador's communications minister jumps right up onto the television and says that they're renouncing trade preferences with the U.S., don't want them. Thank you. No. There was a statement in there, something about we don't take kindly here in Ecuador to threats. That's right. And right. I, <laughs> the day of the big man blustering and going, oh, I'm going to get you. It's over, it appears, because um, the people aren't standing down and neither are the smaller, quote, unquote, governments. And, and, uh, and that's good. Yeah, because once was the day that, you know, the United States said we'll put you in a trade behind the eight ball trade situation and countries quaked in their boots and said, yes, sir. And uh, and, and I'm, I'm personally think it's about time that that wasn't the way. I don't think we should have ever been telling people to begin with, but that's me. Um, and uh, so, that yeah, that's the one where I said, well, we can't hold that well, over our heads anymore. Interesting shift in dynamics, you know, you know again. Yeah, yeah. And and um well, and then we have the Europeans over there. 
the European Union agreed, which that's like 27 countries have now agreed, that uh, that if a bank fails, they will, of course, cover the small depositors as the, you know, European uh, uh, charter says uh, to do. And, um, yeah, we've dropped her again. Let's see if she'll come back. Oh, it called her house phone. No, no. No, no. See, technology is wonderful when it works. We can talk all over the world like this, but when it's not working so well, it's it's not so good. Um, so we'll see if she reappears. But the uh, – ah, hello. Um, so the Europeans have – decided now that when a bank fails, that the investors in the bank, um, together with large, you know, great big depositors, but particularly the investors in the bank, will have to, you know, share in the losses. They're not going to bail out the investors, just the depositors. And, um, and you know, when I was a kid, I always thought that if you invested in a business and the business failed, that you lost your investment. I always thought that's how that worked. And somehow... A decade ago, banks decided that, you know, well, we're too big to fail. You have to bail us out. And they didn't just bail out the people that had money deposited in a bank account. They bailed out all the share. They bailed out everybody. And um, and um, so now, apparently, if you run a bank into the ground, you have to take responsibility for the fact and consequence for the fact that you ran a bank into the ground. Imagine that. <laughs> Oh, the times they are changing. Isn't the news fun lately? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It, I, it is. I like it. It's um, you know vastly entertained. Our uh, <laughs> our friend Dana Merkich made a post today, and, and and it's on my wall. Please read it, or you can find her at uh, DanaMerkich.com. dot uh, com. But uh, Jupiter has moved into Cancer, and and uh, but anyway, her her first line. Is what really caught me. Said, "Is your head spinning by the amount of political turnarounds that happened yesterday?" So it's a good article. You should uh, you should check that one out because it is. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not sure I even got a chance to share this one with with you, Gene, about Bangladesh. No, I haven't no. heard anything about that. Well, you know, that, we've had, there. well, you know, we had the factory fall down and kill the building, fall down and kill a bunch of people. We, they saw all kinds of people dying because of the work conditions over there. And and um, one reason that so many of our clothes come from Bangladesh is that they've had special trade privileges, just like the Ecuadorians had. So the United States has suspended these longstanding trade privileges for Bangladesh until it improves worker safety conditions. As you know, I I won't say the U.S. government does everything right, but they've they've always had a pretty tight rein on occupational safety and health. I used to have to deal with OSHA regulations when I was in the corporate world, and uh, they don't take shenanigans well in that department. And so now they've told Bangladesh, "Yeah, no more goodies for you until you straighten that out." And uh, well, hopefully. Hopefully this is one of those times where the um, Bangladesh doesn't decide to say, screw you, states, we don't need you. <laughs> well, it could be, but... You know, I mean, that just happened. 
but we used to things like that used to happen, and 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 companies would say we're we're going to start a uh, uh, working with our Bangladesh suppliers, and we're going to blah, and they would talk for forty five minutes, actually having said nothing, and would go on to do nothing. But it would have you know been the thing they offered to calm everyone down about it, and and the hubbub about Bangladesh had kind of died down, and but they still said that's enough. It's really good stuff. So, with all this speaking stuff of that's enough, the, uh, yeah, we've passed the patience test. It's well, it's seven twelve. We usually it. go to a seven eleven. Um, so we just spend a lot of it. It was a boring banter because we spent a lot of it without you. You're the highlight of the banter. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll bring on tonight's guest, and uh, we're we're really thrilled to have tonight. Uh, uh, with us, a guest who uh, always had a long and varied trail to uh, where he is, and uh, but it, a man interested in solutions, and uh, so that's apparently going to be a man after my own heart because solutions is what I always like to look for. Uh, we have with us tonight Vincent Jenna. Welcome, Vincent. How are you? Well, thank you very much for the invitation. It's great to be here tonight. And boy, was I enjoying your commentary there. I wasn't even thinking about Bangladesh until just a few minutes ago. <laughs> Rick pulls the most random stories out of the news. Like, I mean, I I get a good news deluge every morning on my Facebook wall. <laughs> well, we, Look what they're um, doing now. Look what they're we, doing uh, now. Look what they're doing now. We tell people on the show all the time that if you look hard enough, there's there's good stuff everywhere. So I feel like, you know, why not show them what I see? Absolutely. And I thought I was exciting because I was just thinking about Burbank the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but Cross you got continent. me beat. You got me beat. He's got a he's got a list. Yeah, that one yesterday long, that you. one yesterday was quite the victory for human rights and uh, uh Absolutely. Totally. I'm very thrilled about that and I hope everybody really understands what it means. However, we still need to be fighting because the the rest of the country I, I and, and this isn't why I'm on, obviously, but as long yeah. as you guys are talking about it. Um I sat and I spoke with my wife yesterday that I find it absolutely ludicrous that the government, after having stepped in at a couple of times in our history to stand up for things like civil rights and equal rights for women and, and African Americans, and yet they still feel that it's the state's decisions to decide who gets equal rights as far as a citizen of the United States. And so I find that that unbelievable, but I'm glad we're making this movement forward, but we need to another level and have everybody realize we're talking about human rights. We're not talking about the rights of of some alien group of beings. We're talking about human rights. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's Absolutely. In, in my book there's no there's none of this, you know, black rights, Hispanic rights, gay rights, lesbian rights. Uh, little green people from South America rights, uh, Martian rights. It's human rights. We're all human. It's just human right. rights. Right. Isn't that the reason why this country, I find it wonderful that this decision was made around the 4th of July, but again, we need to take it further. The whole reason why this country was created is so that everybody can be treated equal 
everybody have freedom to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and it just, I just, I'm like sitting here still stunned saying, what are we voting for? We have to vote for gays to be able to get married? What? I don't understand. What? Are we in the dark ages? Did we yeah. invent the wheel yet? I, I, I don't see how it should ever be a question in, in a right. country like the United States. But um, but whenever those sorts of questions come up and the federal government's not sure whether they want to get involved, I think that that's the time that, that we, the people thing, has to show up. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And you know what? what I'm, and I'm glad that I'm on the show because one of the things that I express about my message is in order to get we, the people, we need to take care of I, the person. Exactly, exactly, and that's why we do the show, so that that's right. we can, you know, I mean, honestly, I, both Rick and I firmly believe that there would not be anything left to fight about on this planet if we would just love ourselves first and forgive oh. forgive ourselves first, because if we do that, if you get to the point where you can forgive yourself love yourself unconditionally, you can't possibly pass judgment on anybody else. It's okay, just wait not a minute. possible to do that. Jean, have you been living with me and I don't know it? <sighs> I don't know. We'll have to... <laughs> <laughs> because those are the words I use all the time. Of course, it always starts with the self. The minute you love yourself, you automatically love your brother and sister because it feels so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you want to heal the world, it's all great and wonderful and, and what a, a, a wonderful vision to heal the world and create world peace and blah, 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 blah. But heal yourself first. Self-first right. is not selfish, as one of our good friends always says. You know. That's right. Excellent. And did you know very few people know people who lash out, like Osama bin Laden? He was child number 51. Okay? Think, think about that. Think about what it was saying goodnight in his household. Okay? Goodnight, Akim. Goodnight, Ahmed. Goodnight, get it. Osama, just go to bed. Yeah. Could we hurry up and get to John Boy? Because, wow. This is yeah. long. Yeah. Right? So he he never felt the concept of love at all. So he was lashing out at the world because of that. Hitler was sexually abused by his mother and father throughout his entire youth. So he wasn't trying to conquer the world. He was trying to conquer himself and his hatreds and his fears and his pain. So that's the reason why we lash out. It's not selfishness that makes us lash out. It's the lack of self that makes us lash out. So, And that goes for everybody in the United States. Those who are gay bashing and, 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 and shouting these horrors about the president. I, I actually had this classmate that I had to remove from my Facebook because I don't mind anybody's opinions, but he actually started threatening, saying that he would, if he had the chance, he would rip the president's heart out for not being a patriot and going on and on and on. And I'm like, really? Really? You must have a miserable life going on if you need to lash out that badly. 
And it's, yeah, and that's, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, I can go on and on and on about that, but we know that. Heal thyself. Heal thyself. So how are you guys doing tonight? We're good. I didn't even get a chance to ask you the question. And you've already been brilliant. So now what do we do? Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll just keep being brilliant, no. I imagine. No, please ask the question. I'm so excited to find out what the, the question is. Because I don't um, – Here's the deal with Rick and I. I don't know who you are at all. That's my job on this show. I'm supposed to know as little as humanly possible about our guests. And Rick does the research in case the conversation lags. But I bring the the guest or the listener's perspective. The I don't know perspective. Um, so so that's where the question comes from, and uh, it's an important one. Okay. Who on earth are you? And what do you do? Ah, you made an assumption there in that question. You said, who on earth am I? How do you know that? Well, you're currently on earth. <laughs> That's right. Okay, right. Or, 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 saying, or you've, got, you've got really good form forwarding on your account. <clears throat> yes, yeah. I, I, I do. I absolutely, actually, I invaded the New York Italian's body. Um, so, awesome. But... Yeah, yeah, my wife kind of thinks I'm alien anyway. Yes, it is. I am on Earth. Who on Earth am I? I am a guy who was born and raised in New York, who went through one of those stories of a horrible childhood. You know, I was in school. I was beat up and shoved in lockers and head flushed in the toilet and, and, uh, you know, stripped and thrown in the hallway and spit on and peed on and humiliated. Then I was sexually abused by my cousin until I was 13. And then, of course, I was an altar boy, so I had to be sexually abused by the parish priest. Mom was uh, mentally ill because she had been sexually abused by her own brother. So she tormented me with her her, uh, depression and her anxiety and her obsessive compulsion and uh, her borderline personality disorders. I used to get beaten at home all the time. So that was my youth. That's where I started from. And I ended up now being a spiritual teacher and a psychic medium for over 29 years, a metaphysician. I, I speak professionally around the United States right now, trying to really empower people to believe in themselves so that they can use their divine gifts to create the life and fulfill the dreams they want. That That's who I am. And in between is an incredible rest of the story. I've been uh, married. It's going on 35 years now with the same woman I've been with for 40 years. Uh, she was the first person to ever believe in me. And she is now my business manager. I have two incredible children and uh, three wonderful grandchildren and an unbelievable life. And the guy who initiated most of my torment as a child in school became a dear friend of mine and a catalyst to my spiritual awakening. So in a nutshell, that's who I am on this earth. Oh, and by the way, I was in the movie Grease. Oh. Great answer. <laughs> even even before the movie thing, great answer. That's that's awesome. What? Yes. Yeah, well, I was little well, Grease, yeah. It's what kept me alive was the fact that I had some talent when I was young, very young. I was able to sing and act and dance, and 
me being on stage gave me the recognition, the intention that the attention that I needed, that I wasn't getting at home or anywhere else, and that actually kept me from killing myself many times. And um, I was 22 years old, and with the uh, chutzpah I had from, I mean that I guess that period of my life. Um, I got myself in the movie Grease. That was the original one with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and um, still receiving residuals of all from time. it. Of course, it, it's everybody's favorite movie. My grandkids are starting to love it. I'm so friggin' old. I just actually recorded it on my PVR because my daughter and I like to watch it occasionally together. Isn't that funny? Fun. Well, thank you so much. You're making me a lot of money. Well, it is, because it's one of those movies people do, watch over and over again. And, um, no, my daughter's going to be so stoked that I have somebody on the show that was in the movie Grease. She's going to be excited. Well, um, go to my website. I have pictures with me and John Travolta and um, some shots. That's awesome. And, I mean, yeah, and that, that was the resilience of mine from back then. I, I lost that confidence when I was a young adult, and luckily my wife helped me to find it again and like I said then my friend became the catalyst Um, he was hurting and his life was falling apart and I wanted to be able to help people hurting like that because I knew what that thing was you know I knew what feeling like crap feels like and I you know one day after visiting him on a weekend we were driving home and I was in tears literally because I just felt so helpless and so I cried out and remember the old adage, be careful what you ask for. And oh so I, yes, so I, it, that's right. I said, <laughs> how did you know? You see, it's with me again. I said, because, oh, my God. It, I did it, too, because I did it, too. Actually, oh. it's in my first book. I lay on my wow. bed one night and said, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, and this is not it, so I need help. I need signs. I need guidance. I need something to help. And I did that for, like, two weeks, and then one night I finally it finally clicked over to, okay, I'll do whatever it is I wow. need to do. Just help me. And as soon as I click to, I'll do, the answers and the signs and the synchronicities just started coming like you right. would not believe. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Oh, I, I get it. I believe. I, 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 believe. I, I just cried out, help me, help him and people like him. I just don't want them hurting anymore. And then the rest was the Steven Spielberg movie, literally. It was, I mean, like Poltergeist. I mean, I was experiencing. Now, meanwhile, you got to remember something. When I was young, that's all I wanted to do was act. So by the time I was a, a, a young man, all I cared about was receiving an Academy Award, a Tony, and an Emmy. And, and, and if I could throw in a Grammy, that would have been cool too. But those are the only Golden Awards I wanted. And all of a sudden, I was experiencing... Um, divine apparitions and and psychics and paranormal occurrences and activity and um and swirling smoke around me and 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 channels speaking in other voices and all of this crazy stuff and and a head filled with new information and honestly my wife didn't know whether to call the local rabbi the local priest to have me exercised or Bellevue to lock me up she didn't know what to do and luckily, she just went along with it because she knew she knew me for such a long time. She knew I didn't know any of the stuff I was talking about. She had no idea where it was coming from. And we would randomly go into bookstores and go to the occult section because back then, you know, that's what they used to call the self-help and the uh, spiritual 
work section, the occult section. Yeah, self-empowerment was mostly in the occult section, yeah. Yes, it was. Burned at the stake and, and, and all that. Oh, absolutely. But when all this started happening, you had to have been thinking, look, this isn't on my list of goals. It's not on my five-year plan. What? what it wasn't doing? on my life plan. I told you all I wanted was an Academy Award. But as it happened, and it literally it was thrust upon me, now in hindsight, I know it must have been part of my plan because everything fell into place so perfectly. But at that time, it scared the hell out of me. I was reading people's minds. I was talking to dead people. I mean, heck, you think Bruce Willis had a hard time in the movie. I mean, it, it was craziness. It was just craziness. Um, now I've got animals coming and talking to me. So you want to talk crazy, I'll talk crazy now, okay? I get little poodles coming up to me to tell me what Aunt Sadie is doing wrong. So it, it's, it's a completely different life, you know? You know what I mean. You've experienced that, right, Jean? You've experienced that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just over here giggling. And, I'm just and, over here giggling because... Um, Wow, you know, I mean, I, I, we had, um, I mean, because I, I came from a Christian background, so all my, all my signs and and everything came in the context in which I could at first understand. Of course, it progressed over time, but I mean, we had a lamb cloud come down over us one night. I have, I've had glowing Jesus statues. I actually have a picture of it. Um. I had random encounters with nuns and priests who would just seek me out literally on the other side of the world and just talk to me and send me mess and give me messages. Like basically here, I have a message cool. for you. Um, wow. I, it was, oh, dude, I had some stuff happen. I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. And people around me were watching this and, and they were just, they didn't like your wife. They didn't know what to think. And, for the most part, the ones that mattered stuck by me. Um, right. And right. You know, looking at the ones, the ones in the corner, like I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, the ones that 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 had to go on their own journey first didn't. And I've been amazed to find, especially in the last six months, that some of those who went by the wayside during that really tumultuous time in my life have have come back my way and they're doing really amazing things along the same lines and it's just kind of like wow see you know you went your way you did your thing and look at you now right <laughs> exactly. on the same page. hey look i uh, still get people throwing holy water at me every so often because they think i'm going to melt or something um but but those people the kids who tormented me the most are some of my closest friends now on facebook they follow me all the time a matter of fact, we're having our 40th reunion in July that they are making sure I'm coming back for. So it, it just was a remarkable, a remarkable story, and I know that I was part of creating that story from the very beginning because it helped me to become the person I am today and be the teacher. And I wouldn't anything up. And I guess the universe uses our experience. Like, like I said, mine like a Steven Spielberg movie, and that's probably because I was an actor, you know. So it used the tools of the trade, I guess. So, you know, the only thing that didn't happen was the division of water. I didn't go near a, a, a lake, and it didn't split apart from me like, like the Ten Commandments. But it was pretty close. So that was, it, that was my fun. brother's thing. That was my brother's thing through the whole through the whole thing. He kept joking. That's my sister. She just turns water into wine wherever she goes. 
Um, Isn't that nice? I love that. I love that. I want to come to your house for a party. I mean, it's, it's just, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, I just, I'm I'm laughing because I had no idea again. I didn't know who you were before um, we had you on the show. So I'm just, this is, hee, 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 this we, is we, funny. <laughs> we call it, we call it sometime re-hyphen-membering family, uh, friends, family, yes. distant cousins, because it, it, it is. You can go halfway around the world and somebody tells you their life story and you're like, what, were you hiding in my closet? You you had a camera on me, right? This is, this is one of those Hollywood things. Exactly. Well, that just, yes, it just goes to show you how close we are and how much more similar we are as beings. We're not different. The the differences we Amen. have are so minute and they're just to add seasoning. You know when you season your dinner, all right, it, it, it's not the seasons aren't the main course. It adds the extra spice and flavor to the rest of the meal. So we are the main course, and our cultures and colors and preferences are just seasoning. That's all it is, a little spice. That's all. And everybody can do with a little spice in their life. But we got to remember, we're one big giant meal. Look, you're talking to an Italian. I turn everything into food. All my metaphors are about food, so watch out. You're going to get fat listening to me. I was going to say, we normally run a low-calorie show, but uh, uh, but no, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, some people you get a big, huge table of folks, you know, I don't know, get friends together. Some of them put salt, some of them put pepper, some put both, some don't do either. But you're all just still sitting there being friends, eating the same food. We're all, it's all That's right. like, just like that human rights thing. It, it, it is, please, it, and give me a break. And And, and the thing is, the whole thing that people don't understand that they want to blame the politicians and politics, and actually politics is a result of the society, all right, and what's going on internally for people. And so we've always individually, because we can't accept responsibility for the choices we make and the, and the life we're creating, we need to blame. You know, we, we, we feel so bad about what we're doing that we need to blame. And there's always been a scapegoat. Since the beginning of time, there were scapegoats. I mean, the Egyptians used the Jews, all right, and the Germans used the Jews, and then we got over here and we used the blacks. And then after the blacks, I mean, before the blacks or at the same time, then it became the, the women. No, after the blacks, it became the women, and now it's the gays. And once we get over the gays, it will be people with long brown hair. It'll be something stupid. It'll be people who wear glasses or who have big feet past the size of 13, you know, that we need to blame something, you know. And it has nothing to do with the, the difference. It has nothing to do with the people. It has to do with the person, the person who can't accept him or herself for who she is. There's no unconditional self-love like you were talking about, Gene. It's all about love. It's all about self-love. Well, and you want to sing a Beatles song. Anybody, you have that, you're a DJ, you have um, All We Need Is Love on File by any chance. I have several pieces about love. I don't have that one. We, we, I haven't been able to get we have some... Sir, Sir John on the phone to get permission yet. And we're one of those weird we shows. We great demand, love song. We request everybody <laughs> stand on their truth, and 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 so we don't we don't play copyrighted music that we don't have permission to play. And oh, by uh, the way, people get so weirded know, about that. You don't have to be weirded about it. Are you making money off of your radio show? 
Um, well, we we would try. We would love to. No, yeah, <laughs> but no, no. No, not really. Like, so you're allowed to play no. anything you want. It's only in my friend works for ASCAP, and which is the the music right. Um, licensing, right? You are allowed to play anything you want, except if you're using the music to make money. Right. So right. if you want to just play it in the background, you can play it in the background. If you want it, they, they're not. They don't care about people like you. They care about clubs that bring in people and they're playing all the music and dancing and selling drinks. And, and that's Those the reason the people. the people came was because the music was good. You better give that's us a, right. a little cheer. Exactly. So yeah, well. At the same time, though, as an author, I, a published author, and, and Rick agrees with me on this wholeheartedly, I'm very, very um, cautious and respectful towards people's creations because I think it's 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 just downright dirty to to take somebody's creation and use it without giving them a little something. You know what I mean? Even if it's it's a little something. Um I think that artists pour their heart and soul into their stuff. And for that reason I think that people should give them some kind of energetic exchange, be it money or appreciation or, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. mention kudos, something. There has that, to be whatever. promotion. There has to be something and, in exchange for the use of their, their use of their creation, and that's why we don't do it. So what we do do, though, is we take independent artists, either ones that we've had on the show or ones that we've stumbled upon in our journeys, and we play their stuff and we give them oh, cool. accreditation. And so, which is cool. That's great. And that's I great. have I have played. Uh, you know, I played uh, uh, celebrate. Uh, I've played a. I've, uh, I've played a few songs, and I know that we're not in in dangerous waters. And I'm glad you mentioned that because there's a lot of people, other hosts on Blog Talk, or folks starting out, and they they ask me about that. But I, several of them are coaches, and they do their show is all about go to my website and and sign up for my coaching. We don't have coaching to sign people up for. But right. if you're doing your radio shows, people can say, well, that 30 minute radio show is really just a 30 minute infomercial for your coaching. So, you know, you can kind of watch it there maybe yeah, but yeah. but 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 really that's a stretch it it is our, yeah, all of yeah, our stuff's of out there all of our stuff's out there under creative commons great you know use it if you're not charging people money for it you know like you said if you're not a, a dance club uh which uh, yeah i'm not sure you could dance to our right. show but but um, <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't know i've been dancing over here for the past 10 minutes let me tell you something it's been really cool especially when you got into bangladesh you you know that that's from the the movie Chess and it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, not Bangladesh. That's Bangkok. Sorry, it's Bangkok. Idiot. Well, okay. that's close. Yeah, that's Bangkok. Bangkok. Uh, it's close. It's close, isn't it? Like right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I love but you, Gene. You uh, laugh a lot. I I do. Well, I love what I do, darling. This is, that's the thing. That's why I do this. <laughs> yeah, we both do this because we just. We, you know, I'll strike up a conversation with, you know, stick me in an airport somewhere alone. I'll find somebody. Hey, what's your story? Because everybody, I hate to keep pulling my dad into these conversations, but he still is. Pardon me, Dad. Uh, He's such a great guy. He pulled me up, snatched me up short when I was quite young because I said something about someone. And uh, in a denigrating manner or a dismissive manner, and and he snatched me up and he said, "You listen here, 
everybody that you're ever going to meet has something that they can teach you. So hush your mouth and listen, and you might learn something because I don't care. That guy over there, yeah, he's cutting the grass, but you know what? He knows how to trim those hedges. But if I needed to know, I'd go ask him. So you hush. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I was never allowed to, and, and, and we were certainly not, you know, lords of the planet, Bill Gates or anything, but I, I was never allowed to speak about anybody in 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 anything except that's another person term. Right, that's uh, great. Uh, but we do. It is just about uh, break time, and um, uh, so we do have a song about love uh, that we'll play while we. Uh, uh, oh, great! Uh, have a brief break, and um, uh, everybody get to enjoy the tunes, and and uh, uh, we have to pray. Uh, play Earth Prayer, don't you think, Jane? I would think so. I mean, it's all about love and ho'oponopono and healing and forgiveness and uh, you gratitude. Know, gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. Gratitude. And, and, uh, and very important. And for, forgiving gratitude. yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it is our dear friend Ina V, and you can find her at www.enavie. That's enavie.com. Uh, because with this particular song, uh, she takes the proceeds and does some amazing philanthropic work with it. So uh, uh, it's not just a song about healing. It, it It's uh, words about healing. It's actions about healing. So how cool is that? So we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.
itself, our mother's womb, to those above and below us, to the seen and unseen, those who have walked before and after, we ask your assistance to live simply. Please forgive us, for we know not what we do, and we thank you for all your help us. Costa Rica, I got to see her. She really does. People are like, I love me. I love me some Earth Prayer. Y'all been working together like two and a half years by then. Yeah, yeah. Really three and a half because we worked together for like a year before we got on the air. For a year before we got on the air, yeah. We had a lot of work we had to do on ourselves before we could be on the radio. So we assisted each other with yeah, that. Yeah. Mostly by putting each other over the head and going, well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of clubbing. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's even a few on our iTunes feed. You go way back far enough, because we're up over 200 episodes now. Um, and uh, you go way back there and find Coffee with Source. It was, well, we weren't always <laughs> focusing on the good news at that point. It, it's a habit. I know. It's a habit you have to cultivate. There was a, there was a lot of releasing of angst in those days, a lot there, of angst. There's release. nothing wrong with that. If you're in an angst spot and you just want to scream, yep. it's go for it. It always helps. Why not? Yeah. But anyway, well, what, I mean, because look where it took, look at where it brought us, right? Yeah, because things seems to be working out well. I mean, every morning I'm excited now to get up and pull up the BBC and see who else said behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean in the old you know, go out of the streets, shut up, kind of behave. The, uh, <laughs> okay, we'll do, you know, because that's really, in Brazil, you know, what, a million people poured out into the streets and the government said, okay, we'll do it, thank you. 
And and I've been saying my whole life, when we the people show up, the government will always follow. They're, they're well, like that. You if you think a guy with money in his pockets can make them change their mind, wait till you know a hundred thousand people surround them. Boy, they're changing that mind. Woo. Okay, enough. <laughs> Wow. Because we've been having so much fun, and uh, and gosh, it just seems to always happen when we get people that are that are wide open and willing to stand on their truth and say, look, this is it. Here you go. It was like this. It was crazy. You thought I was going to the sale asylum or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then uh, that's our tonight's guest, Vincent Jenna. And I, I do want to mention for our podcast listeners, and we'll do it again at the end of the show, it's easy to find him. It's vincentjenna.com. Uh, and that's G E N N A is Jenna and B I N C E N T, Vincent Jenna. Uh, we have to get a thank you card for Vin since she sent Jenna. Oh, uh, because uh, I have one of those. See, I never know when. I never know when it's not going to go well. So I'm not ready on the trigger. I got to figure out how to get you the trigger, Gene. Just give me a bit of bump. See. Yeah, that's it. I just need, I just need a drum. I'll I'll go see Lucian and and get one of his drums, and I'll do it myself from now on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. All right. Seriously. We mentioned just during the break, uh, fantastic uh, expo that you're going to be part of, and yes. uh, it's one I know our listeners have heard of because I have. I don't know about Jane. She plays the when nobody knows anything person. She knows a lot more than she says. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about Dawson. But uh, you're going to be at the uh, conscious conscious life conscious Expo. life Expo. Yes. That's not coming up until February though, because they already they just we just you know, did had one. it this past February. Yeah, and it's at the L A um, the Los Angeles Hilton. Downtown uh, Los Angeles, it's, uh, it's the biggest one that but they have over there. Pretty in our, cool. In our line of work, that's just almost an Academy Award. We don't have one. Well, it, we it, we need know, to start one. <laughs> I think we do, you know. And when I do my, if you come to have the chance to come to one of my, my lectures, because of my 35, 36 years experience as a professional actor, because I, I did acting for quite some time. It, it, it gave me my livelihood and I was doing my, my readings and, and psychic work part-time, and then eventually I wound up switching it full-time. But I know how to grab an audience, you know, and, and to get a message across. Like when you're on stage, I always loved live theater better than movies because you could feel the audience, you can feel the crowd, plus I would have them in the palm of my hands. I can make them cry, I can make them laugh, I can make them think. And so I do the exact same thing because I know I said, you know, there's so many ways to get a message across, but I need to really, it's such an impacting message. I mean, literally, my Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, that's the lecture I'm touring with now, I teach people that they don't believe what they think they believe, and then I tell them what they're really believing about themselves. Well, in order to, to get that message to hit home, you really need to, to, to put it in, in such a way that it's going to be so received because at the same time, I'm telling them what they're doing wrong 
you know, which makes them feel bad, but they have to be so willing to accept it. So I do it in such a loving, dynamic way with song and, and dance and, and video and, and even cartoon movies. I, I show a piece from Disney. Um, I sing myself. I, I incorporate that into the lecture that it's so empowering and powerful to them. I'm literally doing a one-man show, but they're walking away feeling they've made an incredible shift. And so I use that. That's what makes me, what I like to believe that I'm unique in, is I'm not like your typical author who just gets up and speaks. You know, um, I need the message to hit home. Slightly more and, and I know, that, yeah. yeah, and I know how to hit home. You know what I mean? I need to get it into the heart and into the, your soul so you can feel it. So that, that's one of the reasons why I have been successful. And um, I've got several coming up. Before that, I'm, I'm going to be – I was just invited over here in Raleigh. We have a Body, Mind, Spirit Expo here that's pretty big. I was just invited as a guest speaker here. And I just finished doing one in Chicago with Gary Zukoff and, and um, Eben Alexander, who wrote Proof of Heaven. That was fabulous. And I'm going to be back in Minneapolis in November with James Van Prague. So um, that was that's pretty exciting too. So so it's wonderful being able to travel around and being on all these wonderful radio programs and and really reaching the people because it just means so much to me. I I mean I know what people are feeling. I hear their heartache when they come to me almost every day, and so it's my passion. It's it's my passion. I I really. Um, finding, I know everything is going to be okay in the end. You know, when it comes down to it, we don't have to worry about anything. Oh, absolutely. It's all going to turn out okay. Right. It's going to and, turn out okay. And I do think that it's interesting how seemingly disconnected things, sometimes even, can end up falling together into your passion once you find it. Your singing, yes. your acting, your presentation, your ability to gauge and and grab an audience because that part of acting school is cry but part of it is how to sort of gauge this relationship you're having with this crowd and um you know i have done a myriad of things that led up to this but along the way i became a computer technician and was around when the internet was brand new and wow and I also then had a career where I was required to have an FCC radio uh, operator's license. So even though this isn't broadcast radio, I I did all of the things that I now use in my passion to, you know, like you said. Right. We get one email from somebody going, oh, my God, that was just so awesome, and I'm going to a seminar next month, and I thought I was crazy. And, you know, one email like that, I'm good for another month. You know. Right, I totally understand. It makes it all worth it, and it's it's called the connect the dots game. It's it's all it is, and so everything fits together. And but like I like I was saying that the beginning and the end is is all going to be perfect. It's the interim if we can smooth it out a little bit and remove some of the suffering that's been going on, and the cancers, and the dying early, and the you know, the kids getting shot in school, if we can just bring that down a bit more, we get a better understanding of who we are and get to experience ourselves the way we're meant to experience ourselves, you know? That's what matters more. 
you know, you, you, you've touched on this, and, and, and we've kind of been dancing around it a bit all all evening. I firmly believe, and have said a dozen times on this show, well, that was one show I probably said it a dozen times, if everybody on this planet felt loved and accepted right where they are, right as they are right now, it, People like that don't blow themselves up and go shoot kids at school. They just no, don't. They don't. And because no matter how tough a situation may appear to be, if you know that people are on your side and that there's some hope that the sun's going to come up tomorrow, you just you just don't. Come on. Doesn't it seem crazy when you really stop and think about it? Forget all the the religious buildup and all this other stuff in the news about who's the who them are, who they are. Just think about an individual person. You know, some of these are like practically teenagers. Yeah? And yeah. and and I remember being a teenager, life was woohoo all the time. And to get from that to I want to die and take as many people with me as I can. Yeah. Really. It's just it, it like you said, you you had the acting in in which you got some of the validation and the the appreciation that you had not been getting. Right. Right. At least I had that. And it's, it really is all about that. We want to feel valued. We want to feel we have value and that we have love. Just like, like you said. And without it, it's when we're lashing out. It's actually the metaphysical meaning, the story of Cain and Abel from the Bible. All the Bible stories aren't just historical accounts directly of everything that went on. They're physical stories that have messages. So the story of Cain and Abel is we know what it was. You know, Abel was the good son and always happy and always, you know, getting along with Adam and Eve. And Cain was always getting in trouble and was very jealous of his brother and thought his brother was loved by his mother and father more than he was, so he killed him. Well, the metaphysical meaning of that is when you feel attached to your highest self, okay, to the best part of you, or we can say the God source, like Adam, you feel attended to, you feel loved, you feel, you know, you have value. When you're not attached to that and you're roaming away from it and, and wild and have no idea who you are, you feel abandoned, you feel betrayed, you feel pained like pain. And that part of you that feels so negative, so abandoned, can overtake and overpower the loving part. So you wind up lashing out. You wind up become you kill off the able inside of you, and you, you just, you're left with this, this cane, this part that, that just is resentful, angry, and filled with hate. And But it's all about you. So the story isn't about our neighbor. The, the story of Cain and Abel is what we're capable of. So the whole idea is stay attached to your greater side of, of who you really are and understand who you really are um, and so that you can you feel that attachment, you can feel that love, and and you can work on it on your own. So so you can be and feel like Abel, you know. But if not, you're going to be a Cain, you know. The original brother on brother. That's it. You really kind of still playing that out over there today. Oh, and over here please. And, 
It's the same thing. When I saw Lincoln, when you went to see the movie Lincoln, did you walk out like most of the people saying, nothing's changed? Nothing's changed. We're going through the same thing right now. Right this very minute, we've got more than or almost more than half of our nation against the other half. It's like the Civil War going all over again, except this time we're using gays. During the election, it was the Republicans against the Democrats. It's like, holy cow. It's, nothing's changed. It's just a new situation. So we got to learn that about ourselves. Yeah. We want to consider ourselves so advanced because of our technology, but we're hiding behind our technology. And it... it... The energetic, like the basis, is the same. It's just the same. Yes. Different faces, different weapons. We have press releases now, and you know, uh, yeah. things are remote control, and we don't get dirty. Yeah. Uh, right. Know, Big deal. Same I'll go, thing. I'll go for a cocktail later, but it's still, you. They occasionally refer to it in the press that way. That you know, one group has launched a crusade against this other group, and they're just talking about words, but. The Crusades were ugly, and these words are just as ugly. Yes, but I think I think you know the current events that we've been trying to keep up with. I think that uh, you know the quote unquote man on the street, the we the people, are are really kind of starting to to see that and go, okay, look, this is silly. You you're up there in Washington because you're supposed to be above this kind of silliness that's going on in my office. Cut it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, the silliness that's going on in the office, it's sillier up there. You've got to be kidding. Oh, yeah, it's just nuts. Oh, but geez. Of course, I don't know. The fact that Congress is, is pretty much paralyzed could be a good thing. It, they, they can't mess much up when they can't pass any bills. But um, <laughs> Right. This is, this is true. But it's Absolutely true. But they paralyze themselves. And, 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 and in that same vein of... You know, we're all just here. It's all just human rights. People have got to let the we got to let these guys off the hook. It, the situation is, you know, we need some changes, big changes. Big changes are always hard to make, and these guys are in the spotlight. They run in for re-election the day after they get elected. I mean, they take like one day off, one one two days off, and they're raising money for the next election. It, it's right. they don't have time to even read what they're voting on, probably. And we need to quit making them them. They're not them. They're just people. They got kids. Right. They got grandkids. They don't want their grandkids to have to wear an oxygen mask to go outside and 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 they're under pressure. They're under tremendous pressure to raise money to be able to stay in their job. So many of them went up there with grand intentions of properly representing the people. And they get there and they think, "Oh my gosh, there's just no way to do it." And that's what you know, the system needs to change, but the first thing that needs to change is each one of us and the way we see them and the way we see each other. Just right, right back to right back to where you started this off. My good well, because what if, what if, what if, just what if you had this bright, young, enthusiastic mind who stumbled his way into quote unquote power and the people stood behind him with one united voice and supported him in his endeavor to initiate change within the system. 
What if? And this is what we're talking about. I mean, the people need to get, I'm sorry, it's me being blunt, get off your freaking couches. Get off your butts. Stand up. Use your voices. And, and seek out those within the system who are doing something, anything to make a difference and support them. Or, better yet, if you don't like the system, you don't like the way it's run, get in the system. Become the, the system. Help to change the system. Seriously, you can't sit there and bitch, whine, and chew about something and say that it's all jacked up and messed up and it doesn't work and blah, 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 and you have all these ideas on how you can make it better and then not do anything about it and wonder why it hasn't changed. Well, but you don't go vote and this and that and the other thing because you see it as purposeless. Well, that's the same paralysis that's in Washington. It's just a big mirror. And right, but it's we go back to the self again. We go back the to the why self they're again. Doing that, they're doing that politically because they know they're supposed to make changes in their lives. They're, they're accepting the menial job that they have, the job that they absolutely hate and they complain about every day, and they don't get off their butts and go look for something else because they don't think they're worth it. They don't think that they're capable. Who's going to hire me? I've got to stay over here. So they don't do anything for themselves, for their own self-improvement. How on earth could they do anything for a country's self-improvement? So I say that for the same a political leader, the person who gets into politics, the person who gets into a managerial position at work, what is he doing or she doing to better him or herself so that way when it comes to being able to lead the people, they're doing it from a place of objectivity and not their issues. Most people today that are in any type of leadership position wind up leading from their issues rather than their objective understandings and their their fairness, okay, and from compassion. It's the same thing as parents. Parents who have an iPad couples come to me, newlyweds that ask me, okay, we're planning on, on having children. What's your best advice? My best advice is, don't pick up any books on how to raise children. Take care of your own issues. Take care of your issues, and I promise you, you will naturally raise these children the way they're supposed to be raised. So if you want to manage an office, if you want to be a CEO of a company, if you want to be a congressman, if you want to be a senator or a president of the United States, take care of your friggin' issues. Please. And, and, become ours. Yes. and we have to remember that we don't really allow them time to do that, which is the craziest thing. I mean, here we have people that we're putting into power and their schedules are well, so insane. I, well, and, and, and I agree and with you, some, but they're supposed to take care of that before. I understand that, but I mean, we, and, we expect. We expect that of them. We expect them. I mean, it's the same with CEOs of companies and the big wigs. And it's 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 socially acceptable for them to spend 12 hours or 14 hours at the office. What's not socially acceptable, too? It's weird. Before they could ever get elected with this press assault that we have. I'd like to ask our listeners, who I know have all done, or most have done, quite a bit of work on themselves. um, How was it? Was it a bit messy? Probably, mine was horrible, messy, and and I'm still mopping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still occasionally make a mess, you know, and uh, because issues totally. issues forever, you know, something can be better forever. 
But this press assault that we have, there's no way that you could survive that and, and really have dealt with your issues unless you did it, like, in the back corner of Antarctica. Right. Because somebody will have a picture or something and say, oh, you know, uh, he took a pill yeah. once that wasn't a prescription, or he did, look, wow. It's crazy. But you got to remember that some of these people get into their positions and their jobs as a therapy in order to try to heal themselves of their past or their issues, trying to prove something, and that's not the reason to get into it. So they're getting into it for the wrong reason to start with. And so we, those are the only people we get to vote on. So the, the whole idea is even they need to take care of themselves way before they come in. We've got all of these young people that get a job right out of college, and they think they're capable of being a CEO of a company. You know, and they're shooting for it, and they're not capable. But they'll shoot for it anyway, and then we're the ones that have to suffer by it. So it still starts at home, but I understand the discussion. Very, yeah, very stimulating. But, but, it, it, but it's a discussion, really, in support of the work that you do and so many of our fine right. guests do, because that's you want to do something that's, you know, everybody says, I want to, I want to make a difference. I want to, I want to make a difference right. in the world. Well, if you want to make a difference in the world, start with making a difference in yourself. And right. then your passion will show up, or you'll remember it, or I think exactly. it. Wonderfully put, yes. And, and then you, you will follow that, and you will make a huge difference. But the biggest yes. difference, the one that's been missing forever is, you know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get in charge, I'm going to be president, and then I'm going to make all these people behave, and I'll feel better. That's not it. you right. got to feel better first. you just got to feel better first because you're never going to get all of them to behave. You're going to end up with everybody in jail, more people in jail than are out. See, and, and proof positive there. of this is that if if you t- just take just take an hour, take an hour in whatever town you live closest to or in or around – Take an hour, go out into public, and smile at everybody. Just everybody you walk past, everybody you meet, everybody you interact with, just smile. Just smile and be happy and be light and be joyful. And just watch the reactions. Some of them are going to think you're a little odd. Some of them are going to think you're downright crazy. But for the most part, you're going to get that positivity given back to you. And you're going to see a little bit of curiosity in them. They're going to be like, what? Is that person's secret? How is that person so happy? And that's what we mean when we say be that light. Just, you know, sometimes you don't even have to do anything other than just be happy and be joyful and be centered and live a a happy, joyful life. And people around you will notice that. And and eventually they're going to start to ask, how do you do that? Right, I like that? that. Are and, you guys political activists? No. no. Really. We're oh, okay. Planetary cool. activists. Planetary, planetary activists. activists. Cool. Which always, for us, just just like you, comes right back down to the individual, each individual that we're talking right. to that's listening, because it, it 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 just can't go any other way. If you don't have peace in your inside, you're not ever going to find it on the outside. No, it's not. It's not, it's out not there. going to happen. No, everything comes through us, not outside of us. 
You have to, in order to love another person, you must love yourself. You can't bypass yourself. In order to believe in anything else, you must believe in you first. That's the way it was set up. Everything was created on the inside of us, not the outside of us. We, We think of it as being an external, you know, ability. It's not. It's an internal ability. So, and you can't bypass it. You can't filter it another way. It gets filtered through you. So it all starts with you, and it ends with you. So really, it's, it's so funny. There, um, there is this game called Tabletop Game or Tabletop Talk, and there are a bunch of cards, and you sit around a table, and you pick one card at a time just to stimulate conversation, and there'll be a question on it, and everybody gives the answer. Well, my family was playing at one Thanksgiving, and the question was, who's the most important person in your life? And before anybody was answering, I was having fun thinking in my head who was going to answer what because I knew exactly what they were going to say. And so, yes, yeah, so I got my, you know, my daughter-in-law said, my husband is the most important person in my life. You know, that's before she had kids. And then her mother, who is single, turned around and said, oh, no, my children are the most important people in my life. And everybody's going on and on basically saying the same thing. And I turn around and I say, I'm the most important person in my life. And they all look at me and, you know, one said, my father would roll over in his grave if he heard that. I said, listen, if I'm not the most important person in my life, if I don't take care of myself, how can anyone else be important to me? How can I take care of them? How can I give to them? How can I be good for them? As long as I'm here on this earth, at this time, life, is about me and my interactions. But if it doesn't start with me, who else's life is my life about? It's not. And people are so afraid to admit that because they think it's egotistical. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's exactly the place we're supposed to come from. It comes from me. I am a piece of the big, giant puzzle. And unless I notice my importance and my value here and that I am an individual piece, I will never be willing to fit into the big picture. And you know how annoying it is to do a 1,000 or a 5,000-piece puzzle and be missing one little piece out of the entire puzzle? It's more annoying Uh, than if it was just a 10-piece puzzle, right? The bigger the puzzle, the more annoying it is to be missing one piece. So and the, every piece. And the more impossible it is to know that you're missing one until you get all the rest of it finished. So That's right. Everybody That's got right. to come along. <laughs> everybody, exactly. Everybody has to come along. And the only way you come along is not by thinking you're meaningless, but by thinking you're an important piece to this puzzle. So to each one of those puzzle pieces, the picture is about them, them fitting in. Then when I'm gone, it's about something else. But right now, you've got to be the most important person in your life. And it's not about molding yourself the way you think somebody thinks you ought to be. You've got to be shaped like the piece you are or you don't fit in your own You don't fit, of course not. And 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 it just all those people that you know, boy, these self help people. This all about themselves and well, that's all there are: seven billion yeah. selves running around. Yes, the seven billion selves. And, well, Ralph Waldo Emerson said it perfectly. He wrote an entire essay called "Self Reliance," 
And it was about you must honor your voice and who you are in order to find out who you really are and your place in this world and your value as a, as a divine being. It, it, you've got to honor your voice first. So it, it's been since the beginning of time we understand this. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it somehow has almost always since the beginning of time been socially unacceptable. And well, it's, we've been so downgraded. It, well, and it comes from the fear on the part of the others. Anybody that tries yes. to control anything, it's because they're scared of it. Right, of course. And yeah. and and so they're just terrified. They're they're more terrified than any of the rest of us. So, right. um, but if they look around and see that everybody's just smiling and having a good time without them, and and pretty much ignoring them, they'll even want to come over and have a good time. Come on, it's happened right. to you, big good time happening in the park it's hard to feel down for a long time if you're in the middle of it you either go away or you start having a good time and that's it it, so anyway i we could go i could go on for a week about how it's all about (laughs) i know i love this soapbox i've got a big giant one we have a we have a video a, a summary video about you know the first well it's all clips from 2011 i think yeah Yeah, but, it's but all audio from twenty. It's a video that gives give, gives people could give people a great idea of how our show is, and I know lots of people that you know I send them send it to them, make them watch it. They're like, God, that's awesome. And uh, but maybe people aren't watching it because the, the title of it is because it's all about me. And oh, wow! It seems perhaps backwards. I'll send it to you, Vincent. The, the, the description immediately yeah. then goes on to say, which is really us when you come right down to it, because. What is us? It's a bunch of me's all together. That's right. And it's not a bunch of us's. It's not a thing that suddenly appeared. It's not like, quote, the government. It's not the government. It's a bunch of people. If it's not a bunch of me's first, it can't be anything else. You can't have an us without some me's. And um, so that's why we're even at everydayconnection.me. Uh, because it's all about me, no matter which one of you oh, I like that. Yeah. is reading it. And um, and besides, somebody had everydayconnection.com, dirty dogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see, it's been that way for Gene and I, following our passion. Strange things happen, and you're like, what is that about? And pretty soon you find out that it was the perfect spot, perfect piece, perfect thing. So... Um, um, we mentioned earlier, and I will mention again, that your main website is at www.vincentjenna.com. Uh, that's V-I-N-C-E-N-T-G-E-N-N-A.com. And um, because you've got, uh, before next February, you've got some events coming up. Uh, you've got one in Raleigh, and it also tells people how they can uh, work direct with you. and um, yes. Uh, because you have a you have a book coming soon. You have, mm-hmm. um, and and I like the fact all of our guests we ask them to send us a couple of pictures and so da 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 da. I like the fact that one of the pictures you sent is a big hug going on. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite pictures because it's really who I am. 
And, I mean, a headshot, you know, you can, it always gets touched up and, you know, and it always winds up looking like the best of you. Certainly not what I look like when first thing in the morning. But um, a hug gets to show what you feel. And that, so I love that picture because of that. That's how I work with people. And um, Yeah, because that was from one of your events, right? Yes, yes, from one of my events. And I feel so fortunate because when I complete my event, you know, some watch, people want to go up to them and shake their hand and say hello. People come up to me, they're always asking me, can I please hug you? Can I hug you? must be feeling that in me and I'm like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I won't let you leave without a hug. And, and they want, so it's, I love the way I'm making them feel that they want to hug me. And it's kind of like the best reward that I feel from them because it's a hug of knowing you, you let me see myself through your eyes for the past two hours. And I like what I saw. And that's, that's my gift is, I can let you see who you really are until you wind up taking it over and seeing it yourself. And um, so, yeah, I, I do love that. And if people come to the website, if your listeners come and they actually sign up for my newsletter, I have a wonderful audio lecture there. It's a 20-minute lecture that I did at a Unity Church called God and Your Ego Are One. And it's very powerful. And it's what you were just talking about, the me, the I. I mean, our greatest teachers and God itself, when asked, what is your name? What should I tell your people who sent me? And God said, say, I I am. am. That's right. I am sent me. And then all Jesus said, oh, my God, talk about an, an egomaniac. All he said the entire time he was on the earth was, I am. I am the way and the truth and the light. I am the only way to God. I am the, 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 you know, the good shepherd. I am. And you are my brothers and sisters, and what I do, you can do, and more. And I am means I am one with everything. And, but it starts with the I. And, they, and, and even God said it. And we were created in its image. So there's nothing wrong with starting off with the I. So I have all of that on my, my website. And I also have a Facebook page. If they go to Facebook and just type in Vincent Jenna, they'll get my fan page and they can follow me there and they can talk with me there. Um, I'm constantly posting interactive um, questions and inspirational comments and and, and like I said, I'm a controversial guy. I like um, bringing out a contradiction to, you know, the head. If somebody says something that I disagree with, that I don't think is, is how I just bring it out. Let's talk about it. Wait, right here. Here we go. Um, right, right on. I you know I tell people, they, the other friends that have Facebook pages, notice that my our page, Everyday Connection page, is open. People can post stuff on our timeline not restricted and they're like well what if somebody says something you don't agree with well they'll they'll learn what standing on your truth is real quick that's right we'll tell them we don't agree now that's right there's certain things we might get rid of if you you know yeah yeah yeah. too much fear-based we don't do do hate fear-based hate fear-based stuff we we tend to take off but but at the same time we we everybody gets opinion we strive to set an example in not confronting that 
energetic as well. I mean, that's another thing. When you're, when you're faced with somebody who is so lost in their fear and their hate, the worst possible thing you can do for them is to get up in their face right. and, and antagonize that hate. So I'm going you know, to strangle I mean, you to like the ground big, and yeah, convince right. you. I'm going to help it's you usually, and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And people, people, you know, I mean – they they wonder why we do that. And it's like, well, because everybody is entitled to their truth. Everybody has their own perceptions. And, you know, this is a free will zone. This amazing, diverse planet that we're on is a free will zone. And they're entitled to their truth. And regardless yeah. of whether or not I agree with it, I have to allow that space for them to explore it so that they can grow yeah, not to mention that the more that they post that, the more work I get. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it there because it. No problem. I'm like I know yeah, because I'm like, okay, they're feeding they're feeding me my job. <laughs> and they give me more things to be able to work with. So and um yes. I I just wanna add in for folks we're not uh ones that stand on we, we promote and, and believe in housewives, uh if they're saying the right thing. So always use your internal insight about what people are saying. But for those that might like some, you know, how what's your qualifications? Vincent has qualifications. He didn't just dance in Greece. He's actually a uh, master of social work, you know, can right. be licensed to psychotherapize, uh, but uh, uses Been his doing experience. doing this work for 29 years. Yeah. So, you know, you don't you're not gonna get that first client. Let me see if I can figure out what to say next. Um and I think all you have to do if you if you've missed the beginning when you just jumped into the chat room, a couple of you have, go back and listen to the show. The man believes in what he's saying. He's happy, he laughs easily and readily. Don't you want some of that? And if he resonates with you, please go visit VincentJenna.com. And check it out. It's all right there. Like you said, you get a great 20-minute uh, audio program that's God and your ego are one. If that doesn't intrigue you, I don't know what. That's great. Thanks for that. That's wonderful words. Oh, Vincent, you're awesome. Yeah, this has been tremendous. <laughs> tremendous I've fun. been having fun. It's a completely different interview than I've ever done before so that you know, and I love it. We we strive to offer a unique and um, new energy type format for the show. <laughs> Great, a unique platform we try, and um, yeah. uh, I, the way I put it, we we just show up and tell people how awesome they are, and everything else just happens, it's, and it's cool. It all falls into place. Yeah, it just it's... all goes. Speaking <laughs> of falling into place. Uh, Tomorrow. I'm falling into place tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to slot right yeah, into one of your uh, soapbox places. I am going to slot right into one of my soapbox places. I'll be guesting on Christy Lynn Abrams' show, and this is an important one um, for the, for our listeners, those of you out there who um, who are suffering with chronic pain, depression, uh, illnesses such as fibromyalgia, myeloma. Chronic, chronic ickiness. 
sufferers, you might want to listen in. Chronic ickiness, any any state of dis-ease. Um, now, the show is geared towards fibromyalgia. However, we're going to be exploring some of the causes of these diseases in the metaphysical sense. We're going to talk about my journey to wellness. Um, I'm going to make available for listeners to get a free copy of my third knowledge is the chronicle journey of my journey into wellness. And and just so that you know, if you're you're looking for that book and you want to get it, and you want to get it for free, you can email me at jvn at everydayconnection.me. I will send you the PDF. This is an unedited raw version. It's flat out truth. So there's not it's, there's not going to be a lot of bunnies and rainbows in there because half of that was typos, written. Forgive us. Definitely, but the the half of the book was written while I was flat on my back in excruciating pain, and I had to write my way to wellness. This is not a self-help book. If you get better by default, it's not my fault, okay? Because this this book was all about me getting better. I'm just willing to share it with people because if if on the off chance, it's all about me. If on the off chance it inspires you to get well, awesome. Uh, The show airs at 6.30 on Blog Talk. We'll have the link on my Facebook page, Everyday Connections page, Rick's page. We'll be promoting it tomorrow. You'll be able to find it. It's going to be a great one to listen to, so tune in. And then next week, and then next when week, Rick's in Costa Rica. You have to tune in Tuesday <laughs> night and see if I've made it. Uh, I have no doubt that I will, but you know, I'm flying in with a dog, renting a car, and driving off to the jungle where awaits for me my internet connection. And um, uh, I run the board, so if you tune in and nothing's happening, and it says waiting for the host to dial in, it's uh, hang with me. I might be, you know. No, I should have plenty of time. He's not going to be late. But, It'll and, be fine. And Joni McLaughlin's going to be with us. And um, Joni's books, wow. Kids. Oh, man, you know. It's all about the kids. And, and you know, it is, we just get out of their good. way. They got it, man. These kids got it. We just get it's out of their way. good at it. I, I have one of her books. Actually, I have a couple of her books that she sent to me. And she's really good. She's a great children's author. Um, she's done some energetic work on me as well. She actually, Joni, was part of that Getting Well journey um, for, for our listeners. So I'm probably going to be talking to her a little bit about that as well because I'll be bouncing off that Friday show. And Joni has been working with me energetically right through the last six months here of fine-tuning my my wellness. Um, so so that she's been she's been one to call on my really really rough days. So um, I'm going to talk to her about that too. So that's bouncing off the Friday show. Um, and then Wednesday. This is cool because I just got my garden in, and we're going to be talking to another Canadian. That's two Canadians in a row, eh? Oh, yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Rick runs off to Costa Rica, and the Canadians are invading. Well, what it is, July 1st is Canada Day, so we're having Canada Day week. It is. It is, absolutely. Um, Jacob Kiri Moreland, he, I believe, is from Toronto, and he's an urban gardener. So that's a new dynamic, too. We haven't had one of those on the show yet, and he's going to be a lot of fun. And he's going to talk about all these cool gardening concepts that they have within the city so that we can turn our cities into food-producing urban centers and um, feed some of those hungry people that are living on the streets and and do it in a healthy way. And I I love that when people come up with this. Me, too. And And then Thursday, I'm so excited because I love her to death. Love her book. Love just the whole 
energy of this amazing, amazing woman, and I wish I could meet her in person and hug her someday, and I hope that that happens. Um, Betty Johnson, the author of Secrets of the Magdalene Scrolls, is returning to the show again, and that's going to be just awesome, too. So what a week coming up. Big week coming up. Costa Rica and people. And and tune in for the people because, you know, you know what? I just tell bad jokes and play funny drums um, without all these amazing folks. So thank you again for sharing your time and your talent with us, uh, Vincent. And uh, everybody go visit Vincent at his website. And uh, and I I would say sign up because the guy's got the right idea, and I love it. Wow. Thank you both so very much for inviting me here. I had an incredible time. You're both gifts to the world, and let's bottle what you have and let's sell it. We'd make a lot of money. We're trying. We're working on that. We're working on Right, yes. That's We're working on that. And I want some of it, too. That's good. Let's bottle it. Let's grow it. Uh, but you know what? There'd be some way that some governmental agency would find it illegal. You, you're creating too much happiness. It's no good. You know, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> people, are, people are all smiling and laughing. Whatever you're doing, cut it out. Yeah, it, no, cut it out. It's wrong. But thank you so much for having me here tonight. It's just been wonderful. And I hope everybody will catch Gene's appearance tomorrow. Like I said, we'll have those links up for you, to easy to find, um, and uh, that you'll join us again next Tuesday. Um, from Costa Rica and Canada instead of the U.S. and Canada. I'm going to go down there where it's cooler. And uh, But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted.
We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.